0: A new thing. I I feel for Lance when you got to read a gospel reading like that and end it with this is the gospel of our Lord. Really? All those that fall upon this stone will be broken to pieces and all those that this stone falls on will be crushed? This is the gospel of our Lord. Ah, those are hard ones to read when you get to the end of that. Now that parable, first off, is not being spoken to you That parable is being spoken to the religious leaders uh, within the temple area, within Jerusalem. See, that was happening right after Palm Sunday. This time of year, our readings jump all over the place. It's, It's a little hard sometimes to keep track. We celebrate Palm Sunday next Sunday, but we're reading something that happened after Palm Sunday this Sunday. You'll catch up. So he's there, he's in Jerusalem, he's speaking to the religious leaders. They're there after Palm Sunday. The big celebration has happened. He's cleared the temple and they're trying to catch him in some act. So he starts talking to him. He starts saying, Hey, uh a guy had a vineyard. Guy had a vineyard and he had tenants, right? He had servants there, or not servants, I'm sorry, he had tenants there that were taking care of it, and he wanted some grapes. So he sent one of his servants over there and the tenants killed him, right? And you know the rest of the parable. We just walked through it. But did you hear the reaction of those that heard it? Surely not. See, they they heard what Jesus was saying to them. They heard that Jesus was saying, look, you guys were here to take care of things for a while and you missed the point and the vineyard's going to be taken away from you. They said, no, no, no. We like being your chosen people. We like being the people of God. Surely that is not going to happen. Surely you're not going to take the faith and the notoriety and the honor of being God's people away from us and give it to somebody else? Who would you give it to, Jesus? They heard that it was spoken to them. They heard that that cornerstone that was coming was crushing them. They heard that they were going to be broken, and they didn't want it. See, broken things, though, are are interesting. I, I love Legos, and I'd love to say I used to love Legos, but no, I love Legos, and I love when we get a chance to build something really neat out of Legos. Sometimes they get put on a shelf for a while and we get to see them, but sometimes a younger sibling... Or a dad, or a dog, or whatever, comes in and knocks something over. And that beautiful thing of Legos is broken. And rarely ever does it get built back exactly the same way again. More often than not, when it starts to get built back, it gets built back in somewhat of a different way. See, the religious leaders had their their righteousness. They saw their righteousness. They, They liked their righteousness. They liked their spot. And as we, we think of that, that starts to kind of connect with us a little bit because we like to do a lot of things our own way. We like to build up what we can build up our own way and maybe have God over there somewhere, but we like to build up our Lego lives, right? In the way that we want them built up. And they can be beautiful for now. And then we hear Paul's words, right? Right? Paul was lifting up this righteousness of the law, this righteousness that uh, we kind of naturally gravitate towards, this righteousness that lifts ourselves up. He spoke to that and he said, you want to talk about somebody who's righteousness before the law? Look at my life. And he talks about it as being successful in it to an extent. A Hebrew of Hebrews from the tribe of Benjamin, right? One of the heart of the tribes of Israel. Followed the law exactly as a Pharisee, zealous to the word. Lived out the law to the nth degree. And he says, what's it worth? I'd give all that away. Give all that away for a new thing. See, because that righteousness that we build up It breaks at some point. It falls apart at some point. It trips over a cornerstone at some point or gets crushed by that cornerstone at some point, and it's broken. But then how do we rebuild? Where do we go? What do we do? See, these are those Sundays where the gospel reading might be hard to say this is the gospel of our Lord, but we walk right into the Isaiah text. Now, that Isaiah text is being preached to the people of Babylon. Was well, being preached to the Jews who are in Babylon. They're in the Babylonian captivity. They've been taken away from their homeland. And Isaiah is sent to preach to them. He's sent to them to say, remember who your God is. And if you caught it, he said, don't worry necessarily about who your God was, even though you can remember that he's your God from the beginning, but who is your God now and who does your God promise to be? He said, the God of who he was, was the one that made a dry way through the waters for his people to walk through. The one who who split water so you could walk through dry ground and now this God's going to do a new thing. In the middle of the desert, he's going to make a way. In the middle of the dry places, he's going to bring water and life and grace and claim his people. See, when we're broken on that cornerstone and we can't rebuild ourselves and we don't know which way to go, God says, I've got you. Got you remember who you are in the waters of baptism even. You watched Calliope right up here earlier. God's righteousness poured into the dry heart of a little sinner. It's hard to call her that and it's hard to think of her in that way, but now she's claimed by God. Now she's got that Righteousness of Jesus poured over her and into her heart. A new thing. May not mean she'll always sleep through the night, sorry, but a new thing, a new creation before God, a new child in that family. One that is not built upon the righteousness that we build up, but is built solely upon the righteousness of Jesus handed over as a free and gracious gift. A beautiful gift given over in a way that we can never conceive of until we're broken. And so when we look back at that cornerstone, when we look back at that way in which we're broken, we start to remember that our God is a God that builds up. Our God is a God that takes who we are and sometimes ends up breaking who we are in order to make us who he wants us to be, who he has set us to be. And so when we start to look at whether or not we're worthy before God and we look at our righteousness like Paul did, we can stop and we can say, no, that part doesn't even matter anymore because it's the righteousness of Christ that makes a difference. It's the love of Christ that makes a difference. It's us broken before God and recreated in Him that makes a difference. And it's solely by Him that we are righteous before Him. And so in those moments, where you feel like you're broken by that cornerstone, remember who you are in Jesus. Remember the love that he has for you. Remember the life that he has given you. And remember his love for you. In his holy name, amen. Just trying to remember what we had next because we switched things up a little bit. I apologize. Would you please pray with me, though, at the end of this, and then uh, we'll get going. Heavenly Father, thank you for the love that you have given us. Thank you for the grace that you have poured over us. Thank you for the moments where we have been broken, but you have spoken into our lives to bring us life and resurrection and uh, love that could only come from you. So we pray that when we are feeling as though we are in dry places, that you would bring the waters of your grace a new thing in our life so that we would be focused upon you in all we do and that all we do would glorify you. In your son Jesus' name, amen.